This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Swallow your pride. There's nowhere to hide. What would you decide when it's on the line? If it's do or die, would you compromise? Or would you stand through the storm and roll with the tide? Would you be the one to fight or the one to hide? You can never touch the sky, don't try to fly. Rocky Rose, but we stayed unshakable. Been through it all and we still unbreakable. What is up, guys? Good morning and welcome to the Reborn Podcast. Today, I am joined by Marissa Loren. Uh, Marissa, she's a tattooer. She's a fine arts, like, extraordinaire. Let me tell you, if you have not seen her artwork, whether it's on a canvas or on somebody's skin, you got to go check her out. Um, She is also a first form athlete, which is where... I had the opportunity to meet her for the very first time. I believe it was at Summer Smash at the First Form HQ. She's also a model. She's a 2A advocate, and and she is doing some amazing, amazing things. So check her out on her Instagram. She has two Instagrams you're going to want to check out. Marissa Loren, M-A-R-I-S-A dot L-A-R-E-N. And you can check out all of her fantastic artistic work at Marissa Loren Art. Marissa Loren Art. Marissa, welcome to Reborn. Oh, is that a cat? It is a cat. Oh my gosh, we have a cat on the show, everybody. Everybody, I want to <laughs> welcome Marissa to the show. What's your cat's name? Professor. No way. Yeah. <laughs> Your cat's name is Professor. That is so epic. Tell me about the this is how I want to this is how I want to kick off the podcast, Krista. I I want to know what is your how did you get this cat and why is his name Professor? He's honestly the best. Uh, I have so many people on my Instagram who constantly ask for him to have his own Instagram because he's essentially like a dog. Like I've had him for nine years, but like uh-huh. he loves showers. Yeah. He's so obsessed with taking showers. Like he gets showers like two to three times a day and he's just like obsessed with that. So what is what does he do? Because usually cats don't like to be wet. Yeah, no. He like is full in, like will get underneath the shower and like drenching wet and then he like drinks it. Wow. Like, he loves it. What, I know. what do you what do you think he was? Before his uh, cat life, he had to have been a fish. <laughs> no, I think either. I, I always say that he was either a dog or if he, had, if he was a human, he would be like a serial killer because he's oh. so obsessed with me. I think he would wear my skin oh, really? for sure. Oh my yeah. gosh. So, okay. Was, well, so you travel a lot, like you're all over the place. And this is what I like absolutely love about who you are, your life. It's like you. Marissa is everywhere. You're everywhere, <laughs> but you're nowhere at the same time. So I want to I wanna talk about uh, where are you from? Where were you born and raised? So I'm um, originally from Colorado. 
Um, okay. I was born in Meeker, Colorado, which is a really small town um, in Western Colorado. Like I always say, like there's like maybe 700 people, but there's like, you know, 3000 sheep. <laughs> there's <laughs> literally nothing there. Yeah. Um, and then I grew up in a town called Fruta, which is like just uh, another small town. Um, I grew up on a farm uh, in Western Colorado. So nice. Okay. Those of you who do not know Marissa, if you're not following her, what's your Instagram? Uh, well, I have two. So I have like my personal, which is Marissa.Loren. And then I have Marissa Loren Art, which is my uh, art page. The art page. And this is what I want to really just kind of talk about a little bit. How did you... You are an incredible artist. Like <laughs> tattooing, your 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 paintings are insane. Insane. Right. And, um, and then I also want to talk about your nonprofit. So we have lots that I just really want to go over. Um, okay. So how did you get into the art? Oh, um, I always make a joke where I'm like, people are like, when did you start drawing? And I'm like, when did you start drawing? And they're like, when, I don't know, when I was a child. And I'm like, yeah, I just <laughs> never stopped. Like, yeah. It's yeah. the same for everyone. Like you start at the same time. You just like, some kids just don't stop. And that was kind of the case for me. I just always drew. And then I like people, I don't know, you like kind of realize that you're pretty good at it. And then you enjoy that and you kind of, continue doing it. And I, yeah, I started taking fine art, like acrylic painting classes when I was eight and like the age limit was 10. Um, and they oh, let wow. me in. Yeah. Um, and it was just like this little lady in my hometown, um, who did it part-time and she's super sweet. Um, and then, um, I didn't really care that much about art through high school though. Like when I got to like public school and high school, I just like didn't really take it serious or care. Um, and then when I graduated and, um, my first year of college, I was like, not sure what I wanted to do with my life in general. And I was 16. So, um, I started like drawing a lot more, getting back into art. And I was like, well, maybe this is something I would want to pursue mm. career wise, but I just mm. didn't want to be like, starving artist yeah. I'm like art is a hard career field to go into mm -hmm. um unless you want to do like graphic design or, or something digital because that was kind of like what was like popular and there's a lot of job market for that and I was like I just don't do well with computers so that's not happening yeah. um and then I knew I wanted to get tattooed and I thought, well, maybe tattooing is something if I was good at, I could make a career out of. Wait, had um, you had had you had any tattoos at this point? Uh-uh. So you were like, I, I want to be a tattoo artist, but I don't have any <laughs> tattoos, so I need to get a tattoo. I'm such a, like, a weird kid. So I was um, younger than everyone in my grade. I skipped a grade, and I was a year younger, but a lot of my friends were older anyways. Uh -huh. um, so when I was, like, 14, my friends who were, like, 16 or 17 were getting tattoos from some shop in town. And they would show me them, and most 14-year-old kids see any tattoo, and they're like, dang, that's so sick. Yeah. Right? Give and in my head, me. I would look at them. And I'm like, that is the ugliest fucking thing I've ever seen in my life. Oh. And I was like, there's no way I would let him tattoo me. Because they're like, he'll do it. He doesn't card. And I was like, mm, it's ugly. I don't yeah. want that. And the one artist in town that I actually wanted to get tattooed by, because like, I had wanted tattoos. I'm really glad I waited. Because what I wanted when I was like 14, 15 was horrible. Yeah. <laughs> um, but what he was wouldn't it? have ever What did you want? Uh, I don't I feel like there was so many did, things. It just like, didn't make kids. sense. Yeah, it just yeah, didn't like, make I'm sense. Yeah, like, oh, I want, like, stars. Or right, yeah. Some, you know, like, something yeah, yeah, yeah. stupid. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, the, 
<laughs> the artist I knew I wanted to get tattooed from, he was like very strict. Like he wasn't going to tattoo anyone underage. He was um, booked really far out. He was more expensive. So I was like, well, I'm just going to wait. So when I was like 19, that's when I was like, well, I'm going to get my first tattoo. Um, I booked an appointment with him. I think he was like a year out at the time. So, wow. um, who, so like maybe was? when I was 18, I scheduled the appointment and he didn't. Um, his name is Eric Campbell. Okay. Um, and he's still in Colorado. He's amazing. Um, so I got tattooed by him. And at that point, I was like, well, maybe I'd be interested in doing this. So I asked him and like picked his brain. And he had zero desire to take on an apprentice. He was mm. like, absolutely fucking not. Not interested. <laughs> and eventually, I just like continued to wear him down. Yeah. Because I was like, he's the only person I want to teach me. Like, if I'm going to do this, I want to do it the right way. I want to learn from someone who's really good. Yeah. Um, like, I don't just like you know, scratch out of my garage or, um, learn from someone who's horrible. So eventually I wore him down to the point where he was like, fine, leave me alone. Show up on Monday. <laughs> nice. And how was that yeah. being a shop apprentice? What were you in charge of? Just like cleaning. And- uh, so yeah, I started there. when I was like 19, 20. Um, and I pretty much would just show up in the morning and clean everything and set up for him and draw all day and there was like books that he had me read that were like um about like tattoos history or like some artists that were really really well known or like um kind of like linchpins in the industry and then Mm -hmm. for like a year that's pretty much all I did um was just like come in every day clean watch him tattoo ask questions um for a whole year while still like working a part-time job or like a full-time job too. Um, and then the next year I started like practice tattooing on people. Wow. Do you remember the first person you tattooed? Was it a friend? Yeah, it was a friend. (laughs) Um, he already had a bunch of shitty tattoos. (laughs) And so he was like, absolutely. You can tattoo. It's funny because I think about it. Like I did this like little devil head, like it, like cartoony devil head on the back of his arm. Uh And my mentor stood over me and literally was like, pull a line here, like use this color, like shade here. And like, so like that tattoo looked pretty decent for a first tattoo. I was like, I am amazing. I'm a pro. Then, I know. I was like, I'm so good at this. Yeah. And then every tattoo after that, cause he was like, all right, cool. You've done your first one. Like, here's what you can do and what you can't do. And like, good luck. And yeah. so I started doing tattoos and I'm like, oh, I'm fucking terrible. <laughs> like <laughs> they were so bad. And I think about that because I'm like, oh, yeah, no wonder I did so well. I had all this pressure and he was overlooking the whole process. And now mm-hmm. I'm like free for all. And they were just garbage. Uh, but I people don't, go I don't believe into that. it knowing that. Yeah. Oh, no, they're terrible. Yeah. What? There's tattoos out there. that I'm just like, oof. Oh, horrible. So bad. <laughs> like they, thanks but, for I mean, like, that's how everyone. But like, yeah, people know, like, cause I'm like, Hey, I'm doing free tattoos. So, cause I'm, I'm new. I don't know what I'm doing. And they're right. like, yeah, it's cool. And I'm like, all right. Like you're just aware. And they're like, it's, you said free. Like that's all they yeah, hear. Yeah. Like, free is great. Don't care. Yeah. And I'm like, Oh, maybe good. <laughs> so, so when, at what point did you realize that like, you're like, I mean, not to toot your own horn, but it's like, I'm actually really, really good at this. Like, when were you, when were you starting to realize? Oh, stop it. But like, you know, but you've done so many like amazing things. And this is just your tattoo work. We haven't even talked about all of your paintings that you do that are so just emotional and inspiring. 
Like at what point were you like, okay, I'm ready. Like uh, there has to be confidence, right? Like you have to, like at what, what point were you like, okay, I'm getting more confident in my work. I'm going to push myself. I'm going to push the envelope a little bit. Like, was there a time in your life that you just like pulled that hat down and just grinded? Uh, Yeah. I don't actually think it has ever been confidence, Mm. like internal confidence. I do know like from an early age that I was, I was getting like praise from people who were much better than me for like where I was at. Right. They're like, wow, you're so new. But like you're, and I think that was just me working really hard. Like, I think it's a fear thing for me. Um, Cause I've been like kind of doing everything on my, like I had a mentor, but even then, like it was pretty much like you have to figure everything out on your own mm-hmm. and like how good you're going to be really just depends on how hard you want to work mm-hmm. and no one can do that for you. So I think it was like a fear thing. Like I want to be really good mm-hmm. and I don't know, I'm not, I don't I've never felt like I was just actually talented. Like I've met people where I see their work and I see how long they've been doing things or like how creative they are. And I'm like, oh, you're just like born talented. And I've never felt that way. I felt like I had to like work harder than everyone else. I mean, there is like some talent, obviously, because some people just can't draw at all. But I think like there's a fear thing. Like if I don't push myself every day, I won't get better. Mm -hmm. And I'm not good enough because I just see so many people out. There's so many amazing artists. So Mm -hmm. they're like tattooing and painting. And I'm like, there's always going to be someone better. And I'm like, well, I can continue to push my envelope. And that's all. I think that's, it's a fear thing. It's not a confidence thing. I've never been like, I'm the fucking best. I'm always yeah. just like, you're not good enough. Right. <laughs> you, Keep working. Still yeah. Bro. Yeah. And like, think, like, yeah. So that's just how I feel. Like I still, uh, uh, to this day, like I know like I've gotten better. And so I guess there's like a confidence there. Like I'm aware of like what type of like what I can put out and like the quality. But to me, I'm like, it's still not good enough. <laughs> yeah. Just keep wanting to grind and keep getting better. Yeah. What What are some of the artists that you really look up to or they, that inspire you, I guess? I'm sure oh, they've gosh. changed as you, as you, as you have evolved, but yeah, do you I, have any that you like, like just love? I mean, I, there's so many, like depending on like tattoo industry, I have like people I've looked up to, um, my friend Nico Hurtado, I'm like fortunate to have been friends with him for a long time. He's literally one of the best tattooers in the industry and like has been changing it since Uh like forever. But I got tattooed from him even I think before I started like actually tattooing and he's been like, he's, he does like photorealistic portraits tattoos. His work is amazing. Um, I've always looked up to him as an artist and also like as a, like a business person, because tattooers are kind of notorious for being like unprofessional and kind of, yeah, like they go into the industry knowing like, oh, like you work for yourself and you can kind of do whatever you want. And he's always been like a very professional, like business person. And he's always like pushing like his envelope for like what he can do in the industry. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a bunch of different like artists, like their styles. So I like I love like how they tattoo and like how creative they are. There's I can't like the list is seriously so long and it's like so broad because there's so many different styles and like what people choose to do. So I feel like I could literally name a thousand pages. Did you ever have a your own tattoo shop? Um, Yeah, I mean, I currently do. What is it in? Where are you at? In Colorado? No, um, St. Louis right now. You're in St. Louis. Oh, wait, I actually knew that. Yeah, so the problem, (laughs) I I moved to St. Louis two years ago um, in September, 
and opened a private studio. It was my first one because mm-hmm. um, I've always just worked in other people's shops. And I opened my first private studio. And in June this year, it um, was destroyed in a fire. Oh, my gosh. <gasps> yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Dang. So what, so what have you been doing now for like tattooing? I, um, I just found a, like a temporary space, um, to work out of. So that's where I've been since, um, let's see, August, September. Um, so I'm in that until February and then I'm moving to Phoenix in March. Okay. Are you, what are you doing in Phoenix? Are you going to have, uh, yeah, I'm going to open another private studio. I just don't want to be in St. Louis anymore. Yeah. Um, I feel like it served its purpose. And I also feel like the universe was like, get the fuck out. Yeah. Because I, yep. the two years of me living here have been just like one thing and on top of another. And then the fire, I was like, oh, this is a door. <laughs> yeah. <You're laughs> like, like, get the fuck this, out. You the have universe nothing. was telling me to leave. That's <laughs> Literally. Cool. So uh, there is a, there's an artist in um, Arizona. Ed, Ed Schloom is his name. He has tattooed one of my sleeves that I have a really great artist. He actually flew out. Um, he flew out to Virginia beach. It was like an expo or whatever, but, um, that's so cool. Like, do you, what, what's the name of your studio? Do you have a name? Uh, it's called, yeah. It's called commonplace. Commonplace. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Me too. So, yeah. so whenever you do, I thought, do you do like travel and tattooing? Did you Mm-mm. travel a lot? You don't, you don't ever travel and do tattoos. I, I mean, when I first started, I did a lot of conventions and I would travel and tattoo all the time, but I never took a vacation or time off. And now when I travel, I don't work at all. So mm-hmm. I, I don't, and if I travel to tattoo, it's because someone is paying for my time. Like yeah. they would have to pay for like my flight, my stay, and then I have sure. um, higher day rates. Sure, sure. Uh, so like it has to really be worth my time for for me to travel, and that would be like in specific instances. Like I have one client; he's like um, he travels a lot. He's a musician, so when I tattoo him, he's like, "Hey, yeah, I'll pay like your rates, and I'll fly and pay for your stay and everything." Right. So I'm like, right. that makes more sense to me. But other yeah. than that, like I don't travel to and work. Today's episode of Reborn is sponsored by BetterHelp Therapy Online. I will never forget whenever I had my first son trip and um, I was living in a place at the time where I didn't have any, I didn't have any family around. Um, my mom flew out and, and helped me in the beginning. I was grateful and fortunate enough to have, to have her help in the beginning once I you know, brought my first newborn son home. And, um, I remember after my mom left, I remember thinking like, wow, I'm, I'm, I'm all alone here. (laughs) Like, you know, like how do you know what you're supposed to do? Right. It's, you know, you all of a sudden have this child and a new parent and, uh, there's a lot of questions that come up and there can be some hard times and some hard adjustments as well. Uh, and this is why I want to talk to you about BetterHelp and what they offer. Now, I know a lot of times, and specifically speaking about new moms, but really at any point in our life, uh, when we just feel really overwhelmed, BetterHelp has connected over 3 million people 
with licensed therapists. Uh, it's convenient, it's secure, and it's accessible anywhere. And the best part is, guys, is it's 100% online. All right, guys, the holiday season is upon us. And I know that whether you're a new mom or, you know, it's been a rough year, it's been a rough couple years. Um, everybody truly deserves to feel their best, especially during the holidays. And BetterHelp makes it easy to get started. So BetterHelp is the world's largest therapy service. They have matched millions of people with professionally licensed and vetted therapists and are 100% available online. All the benefits of in-person therapy, plus it's more convenient, more accessible, and it's more affordable, guys. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to match yourself with a therapist. And guess what? If things aren't clicking, uh, you can move to a new therapist at any time and start building the relationship with your therapist that you need. It really couldn't be any more simpler. So there's no waiting rooms. There's no traffic. There's no endless searching for the right therapist. Um, go ahead and reach out to them, guys, and get the help that you need especially during the holiday season. So go visit Better BetterHelp. It's B-E-T-T-E-R, BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Reborn, R-E-B-O-R-N, and get 10% off of your first month. Again, that's BetterHelp, BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com forward slash Reborn. So I've always been curious, like, you know, the artist's hand, like, how is that like with tattooing? Like, are you ever worried about, cause you're, you're also extremely into fitness, which is why, you know, you're loved by so many, you like the best of both worlds, you know, you like tattoos and you know, the iron, like what's not to love about this chick. So like, are you ever worried about like injury when it comes to, like fitness? Is that like, why, like, how did you get into fitness and how did you get with first form? This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Sax.com. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Uh, so I... Um, I mean, I got really fat in my first year of college. Honestly, I was like an overachiever. I gained like 55 pounds my first three months oh, there. Oh, dang. Yeah, um, you did. Yeah. I mean, I played sports my whole life, but mm -hmm. like when I graduated high school, I stopped being active and my, um, my, my metabolism is terrible. It's never been good, but I just didn't realize it. So my first like year of college, I just like stopped working out, stopped playing sports and just drank and ate everything. Dude, and that's I was like, super that's unhealthy. like textbook. Uh, what's it? Fre uh, freshman 15. Freshman, you did, yeah, you did fresh, like, freshman 50. <laughs> <laughs> I was an, I'm just an overachiever. That's all yeah. I like to say. Um, so after that, I was like, I want to like start being healthier, maybe like start lifting weights for the first time. So, um, I started 
going to a gym and I had someone who was offering to like kind of help me and teach me. And then I got like fell in love with it. And then I wanted to start bodybuilding. So 2013, 14, I was training for my first bodybuilding show. And that was right around the time that first form was. Yeah. Bikini. Yeah. I was wait. I wanted to do figure, Uh but I was so, I was way too small. Like I was like a hundred and like, and 15 pounds at that point. Cause I had lost all that weight and I was really lean and, and I'm not tall. like a very tall. Yeah. 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 You, I'm uh, not tall. You, you're not, wait, how tall are you? Like five, three and a half. Oh, you're shorter than me. No way. <laughs> yeah. You must wear like heels around me or something. I always have like, I, it's just your presence. Honestly, if we could just pause, right. This is a really, really good <laughs> example, guys. This is what I'm talking about. This is this girl's presence. The fact that she just told me that she's shorter than me, I swear every time I'm around her, she's like standing (laughs) like she's like six feet tall with the confidence that she's like, I don't know if it's confident or whatever. But also, my body is an illusion, like online, but in real life too. Like my legs are ridiculously long. Like I have friends who are like over six feet tall and our legs are the same length. Oh, so I, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So like my hips and my rib cage literally touch. Like well, yeah, I have okay. no torso. Wow, that's so, I always, so I'm like, it's an illusion. I think I look tall, especially if I wear like shorts. Cause like my legs just don't stop. They just go all the way up. <laughs> hey, that's not a bad thing. Okay. All right. So sorry. Keep going. You totally threw me off there. Okay. Sorry. Keep going. Sorry, everybody for that interruption. <laughs> Everyone online thinks I'm tall too. Everyone always, I always make a joke that I'm like six, eight. Cause I think that's a ridiculous height. Then I've had people on Instagram who are like, are you really that tall? And I'm like, what the f- <laughs> Come on guys. <laughs> like that's a ridiculous yeah. height. But um, yeah. So first form had started doing their very first athlete search in like 2014. And um, I had just, tried their products for the first time. Like I think I found them online and I was having to drink a lot of protein and I hated protein powders. Um, I was buying them from like Walmart, which is like just garbage. Yeah. And so I tried their products and I was like, dang, like this is really delicious. And then I kind of got into like the company and I was like, dang, I actually like like what they stand for. Mm -hmm. Like this seems cool. Like they're not into just like just fitnessy people and they're, and they were like, yeah. So, um, I applied for their first athlete search, um, and lost. And then they did like another round of like, Hey, we're going to do five over the next five months. And, um, so I just like kept, I don't know, like, you know, putting out content using their products. And then I met Andy and all of them at an Olympia, like my first Olympia. Um, I just went to like, go check it out and I liked everyone. And then for some reason, um, they were like, chose me to be one of their athlete winners. That is so cool. And that was back in like like, 2014, 2015? 2014, December, 2014, I won their like, their that athlete search of December. Um, how so, which how was small am- was the company then? So fucking small. Was it? Is it crazy <laughs> yeah, to like, see how big it's they gotten? had like almost no athletes. Like this yeah. was like they had like a couple that had been around, like Carrie Hayes. The, the, and, this like, is just my but, opinion. This is just my opinion. But I believe First Form has the most badass athletes in the industry. Ain't nobody holding the light to the type of athletes that represent First Form. We're all badasses. Like, I don't know. Like, I mean, and I love it. I was, I too, though, was drawn to the culture of just like the mission and everything with, with first form and like 
I mean, badass people like yourself, it's like, why not? Why not? Why wouldn't you like not want to run with those people, you know? Hell yeah. That's how I felt too. Like I was seeing some of the people that were involved and like, it's grown so much since I've been a part. I mean, it's been like eight years. Yeah. <laughs> what other building, have, are they in that other building yet? Cause I haven't been out there since. It's going up pretty quickly, but mm. it's not done yet. So yeah, that's cool. So it's a yeah. really cool company. So I, I want to talk about um, getting in. I want to talk about like your the nonprofit. Okay, you're Native American. I'm yes. Native American, and I'm embarrassed to whenever I talk to you because I don't know that much about my I don't Native either. American heritage. Really? You no. Seem, yeah. Because like I want to learn more. Are you what what um what tribe are you or what are you? I'm Lakota. Um, so my, so I'm, um, my mom's mom was Lakota, um, and they're from, so like the Dakota areas and, um, I didn't grow up being taught anything about like my culture. My dad's Hawaiian. And then my mom is, um, native American, Irish, and English, um, but doesn't talk about it. Um, and her mom didn't talk about it. And, um, we just weren't cultured in like where we come from. And my upbringing was super weird to begin with. So um, recently, like over the last few years, I've just been like a little more interested on like the Native American side of me. And so that's when I just started like researching more and like looking at, sorry about my cat. Um, <laughs> professor, um, you quiet yeah. down, professor. <laughs> He's so demanding. <laughs> um, yeah, I actually don't know a lot. Like I'm, I'm going to do one of those like um, DNA tests eventually. I just haven't done it yet. Um, but um, I just, I just wanted to be more like involved in that part of like where I come from. And then when I started doing that, that's when I kind of got involved with war party movement. Um, I really war liked party. Their- that's what it was. I think I called it war paint, war party. Yeah. War party movement. So the war party movement came first and, um, Jeremiah, he's like one of my best friends now, but I met him and I found war party and they were mostly helping like indigenous women, but also just women in general who have suffered like abuse or trafficking and needed help. Uh-huh. And like, maybe rescued and he was doing that. And I was like, well, this is like two things that are really important to me. Like I'm part native, but also because I have like a really traumatic, like abuse past. So I was like, this is wonderful. And then after we did that, that's when war party ranch, which is our nonprofit um, kind of came about because he would do these rescues and see these women and be like, after rescuing them, they have nowhere to go. Like what do they don't have, there's no plan. Like you put them somewhere and then there's no, nothing implemented for the after to like keep them from maybe the like recidivism going back into that or being in in another bad situation. So war party ranch, um, what we're going to do is we're going to set up courses for a certain amount of women and it'll be like a six to eight week course. And we're going to teach them skill sets for like the agriculture equestrian fields so they can um, pretty much be cowboys so that they have like the independence and a skill set to be self like reliant because uh-huh. a lot of them don't have that. And that's when they fall back into those like uh, abusive patterns. Um, I know from experience, like independence and like having a skill set be being able to fend for yourself mm-hmm. kind of prevents you from falling back into that because you don't have to. Sure. Sure. Yeah. It's amazing. And that's what you're going to be doing out there in Arizona as well. So our nonprofit's based in Colorado, which oh, is okay. so funny because, um, I mean, I didn't know them from that 
from being in Colorado, but Jeremiah lives in Colorado um, in like Parker. And one of the other girls, her name is Micah. Um, she's a fucking badass too. She's so good on a horse. It's crazy. She's punchy as hell. Um, and they're both based out of Colorado. So that's where like our main, um, everything is going to be out of, but I like, I'm going to be in Arizona. So I'm so much closer. Yeah. Now. That's what I was going to say. That's just like, yeah, super easy. Yeah, I just could never maybe live professor in can, can maybe professor can make some trips out there. <laughs> he does not travel well. <laughs> oh, professor. But my dog will come, so there that'll go. be good. That'll be good. Well, so how can dude? I, I'm interested in learning more about that. I would really love if I can help or like learn more and get involved anyway. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I really, that's been like the one piece about, I kind of feel the same way, you know, like my, my heritage and my, my culture, um, I'm Choctaw and I, I don't really know. I don't know like a whole, whole, whole lot. Like I only know like half of my family story. I don't know the other half. Um, so anyways, but I'm like really interested in just like the native American and, um, you know, learning more and, and I would love to learn more about like the nonprofit that you guys have. That's incredible. Where can people, if they want to like help out, like where, how are you guys taking, um, are you doing like just donations or how, how can people get involved? Yeah. So we have, um, warpartyranch.org. Um, and there is a link for donations. There's also, um, like emails if you want to, like, if people aren't willing to donate just money, like we're also taking like, you know, tax or tax saddle or time or whatever. So there's email links. So you can email, um, whoever, usually it's Jeremiah. Um, he's kind of, uh, the linchpin. He's like the founder of war party movement and war party ranch. Um, and you can talk to him or you can just donate. There is donate links. Um, and then war party movement, um, is not a nonprofit. It is a for-profit company, but all the proceeds go into like helping recover and like, um, helping some of those women. Mm. So who need help like so and you can there's merch on that site so very Um, very cool and I I really just love like your I've seen some of your pictures and like images that you've put up you know with the whole like it just it's incredible like what whatever you're doing Marissa just keep doing it (laughs) Thank you. Doing it I feel like every time I do stuff like that it's always like a little more polarizing people are weird on yeah. like both sides of the table. Like you get like Native American people, like if you didn't grow up on a reservation or if you are, you don't look what they right. think Native Americans are supposed to look like, like they're kind of hateful. And then like people who are, then there's just people who really appreciate it and from both sides who are yeah. Native and they appreciate the awareness or I don't know. I feel like I get like love and hate from both sides. It's like, oh, you're like so woke, but you're also like really American and patriotic. And I'm like, what the fuck does that even mean? Why are people so so sensitive? There's so many freaking Karens out there. You know what I mean? It's like, you can't like win for trying. Like, it's just... It's like, serious. It's great. I'm like, you don't have to just be not the world is not black and white. Like yeah. I can like and support lots of, of different causes. Yes. Like yeah. there's no party lines here. Like right. <laughs> yeah, I'm living like, in like down the middle in the gray. Yeah. Well, everything that you're doing is impressive. It's incredibly inspiring. Just you as an artist. Um, the oil paintings that uh, what are you is it oil? What are you painting? Yeah, like, yeah I'm doing oil. Okay. So do you, you put those up for auction for people to, to buy and like proceeds go or like, are, are these like your paintings that you sell? 
Yeah, I've been selling. So um, I actually just started painting again in 2020 because there was a time period where I couldn't tattoo. Um, like I had did your well, did like your place for, burn down too? There. Yeah, that. Well, yeah, that too. <laughs> <laughs> the last two years have been just a nightmare. Like I literally had someone tell me they were like, "I think COVID happened because you decided to move." Because I lived in <laughs> Las Vegas. Like, and the time frame is really crazy. Like, I lived in Las Vegas. I had decided to move to Missouri. Um, December, 2019. And I'm like, Oh, that's kind of when all the COVID stuff was happening. Yeah. We just didn't know. And then I set my move date for March, 2020. Oh my and, gosh. <laughs> so I was like, Oh, honestly, <laughs> it may have been because of me again. Like the universe was like, don't fucking move you idiot. Yeah, um, and then thanks. I did it anyways. And then like a year and a half later, my business burned to the ground, but oh, I did start funny. painting again. So a positive okay. came out of that. So what do you, um, so talk about your your artwork really quick and how like what yeah. is that? So I uh, right now what I'm doing is that I'm just like I'm painting whatever I want and when I finish that. that I'll put them up for sale because I don't have like a ton of time to get a lot of paintings done and they do they're very time consuming. So what I do is that yeah I'll finish them and like I'll share them on Instagram and stuff. I, I'm gonna get a website built soon. I just haven't done it yet because <laughs> I haven't had a need yet. <laughs> I'm about to have a need for one. So yeah, I just finish them and then I tell people that you know they're available and I've sold them pretty much instantly yeah. doing it that way. Yeah, your artwork I, uh, is so incredible. I, one that just really caught my attention was this buffalo. Was it a buffalo oh, that you did? Oh my yeah. gosh, girl! Like, dang, that was that that <laughs> was incredible. Like, yeah. beautiful. Like, you just can't stop watching. Everything that you're doing is just it's, <laughs> you touch it and it turns to gold. I think. Oh, hey, thank you. I just want to say thank you so much for coming on the Reborn podcast. Um, you're getting a website. We can follow you on Instagram at marissa.loren. Yep. Are you on it? Are you a TikToker? No. <laughs> Neither am I. I have one, but I freaking suck. So, um, I, so yeah, people keep telling me to. I just can't get I behind know. it. It's so <laughs> much. So your main, so people can follow you on Instagram, on your art Instagram, your personal Instagram to find out more about you. And all yep. all the amazing things that you're doing. So um, hopefully I'll get to see you soon. I would love I know, for I you to come work amazing. on me. Yeah, I would love like... Oh, that I would, would be awesome. Yeah, I want to... <laughs> I, I would love... I, I keep saying that I'm done with like tattooing, but man, it's just, you know, it, there's just something about it. So I think I'm getting ready for, uh, for another one soon. I have some ideas Ooh. brewing, so... <laughs> All right. Well, you and Professor have a great afternoon and thank you for joining thank me you. on the Reborn podcast and I will be seeing you soon, hopefully at a first form event. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. This was so great. Absolutely. Bye girl. Have a good day. You too. Thank you guys so much for listening to the Reborn podcast today with Ashley Horner. Make sure you follow, leave me a review on the Apple Podcasts, follow me on the Instagram at RebornPod. Tell your friends, your dogs about the show. And thank you once again for listening to the Reborn Podcast from Ironclad. I will see you guys next week. Peace. Swallow your pride. There's nowhere to hide. What would you decide when it's on the line? Would just do or die? 
Would you compromise or would you stand through the storm and roll with the tide? Would you be the one to fight or the one to hide? You can never touch the sky, don't try to fly. Rocky roads, but we stayed unshakable. Been through it all and we still unbreakable.